Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to episode number eight of season two here at the Fantasy Cast. He's Ty White. I'm Lachlan McTagg. And we're also joined again today by another guest. It's not Christian Haggith. It's one of Finally our longtime, of yeah, longtime good friends, Mr. Will Azaparty, joins us hello. today. Happy to have him on here. Uh, very, very knowledgeable in the sport of football through and through, I would say. Um, before we get to any, any, uh, crazy details about the uh the fine sport of fantasy football ty gotta ask how's the week been for you it's been fantastic very very busy worked a women's basketball tournament over the weekend and uh that got very it was very tedious very tedious schedule lots of shifts uh and actually for the on the sunday i was a my boss is very cool we were watching the football games together while i was doing the game so that was pretty fun um other than that, it's great. Um, I was very happy. Just before the show, I threw a text, impromptu call to Mr. Azaparty, and he was able to join us. And Lachlan, believe it or not, he's actually our first ever live guest who's not Christian Haggis. That's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. But how are you doing over in Arizona? Uh, doing well. You know, another, uh, another eventful weekend for myself. Um. Went to the went to the mullet again, mullet arena for another ASU hockey game. They uh, they swept Colorado College. They thrashed them in that game six one. It was uh, it was it was pretty incredible. The atmosphere again was insane. Stadium sold out. Uh, student section was rocking the whole game. It was such a fun atmosphere. In such an intimate atmosphere as well. I can't wait to see how it turns out for Coyote games too. Cause I know that the first at least three games are sold out for the student section. Um, yeah. And I'm so it, it's a bit, it's been a bit of a struggle to get tickets, but like they have this program called coyotes U, where the tickets are 25 bucks for student section, which comparatively is like very, very good yeah. with the rest yeah, of the so arena. Cause the rest of the arena is more like 220. Like, so we're getting, we're getting a, we're getting a, a bargain for sure. And then, you know, this week, this week's been busy for me work-wise, but um, found out I got another play-by-play opportunity coming up with radio. Um, it's in, it's on January 27th, I believe. I'm, I'll be doing a women's basketball call. ASU's playing Washington State. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, just found that out like yesterday, so I thought that was great. Um, and then it's hol- it's Halloween weekend this weekend, so – yeah. You know, getting getting prepped to have a lot of fun. I got my costume ready to go. I think it's going to be good. Uh, celebrating one of my friend's birthday, too, on the uh, one of our friend's birthday here on the 30th, actually. Mm. Um, so just a, a, a jam-packed weekend full of fun coming up. So I just got to grind, make sure I got no homework for it. That sounds wonderful. And I, I understand. Hey. I understand you're visiting uh, our friend Christian Haggith this weekend for a certain uh, for a certain university event. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, to, to Queens for homecoming and then coming back on Saturday because I work, but um, going up on the Friday. So that should be cool to see the full part timer um, and some other friends there. Obviously, we know a bunch of guys that, that go yeah. to Queens, so that should be neat. But uh, let's let's introduce our guest here. Will, where are you joining us from? Like, Where the heck are I, you? I am uh, currently in Halifax, Nova Scotia nice yeah over at over at over at dow yeah yep nice to be out here uh a busy week um went uh had a few midterms 
went to the Mooseheads game last weekend. Um, um, Q's always nice to get out and watch some fast-paced hockey. So, um, yeah, besides that, it's pretty standard. Also got Halloween weekend coming up, like Locke said. So, we'll see how where the weekend takes us. But, yeah. Well, what are the boys going as? We should ask that before we I, Honestly, you know what? I don't even have a costume yet, so I'm going to have to go and get one. <laughs> Nice. What about you, Ty? Well, yeah. what, are you, what, are you, what are you going as? Yeah, what are you going or, as? I guess it's a little different because, like, Hulk, homecoming for Queens is, like, on Yeah, oh, yeah. Are you going to dress yeah. up for that? Like, that being said, yeah. it is, like, it's a Halloween party weekend. Well, so I imagine people will, be, people will be decked out in Queens gear during the day. But then and once it's night. like once like six once like six seven o'clock hits and you you know you've 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 napped up after a full day out in the streets on Aberdeen then, I mean it's probably full Halloween after that I imagine. Yeah, I mean I might I don't know I don't really have too much string together maybe like a cowboy to some extent because I got I bought the hat from from Tennessee a cowboy hat so I mean I and I might throw on an orange shirt and make a sign that says Let's Ride or so. Uh, Oh, that'd be hilarious. That could work too. Locke, are you going as anything? Or? Yeah, so I have something planned. So I'm going as like an authentic Canadian. Oh, um, nice. So you yeah. guys know, you guys obviously know like the, the red and black checkered flannel I have, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to button that up. I'm going to button that up. I'm going to borrow one of my friend's pairs of jeans. And I have a bomber hat that I ordered as well. Like, you know, one of those hats that covers your ears. It's got like oh, a yeah. red and black checker with oh, the yeah. fur on it. You know, you strap it up at the bottom with like the lace and stuff and you, you wear it by the Bushwhacker fire. Hat. Yeah, yeah, literally. So I have one of those coming as well. And today my little mini Canadian flags arrived. So I'm going to stick a Canadian flag in each of the breast pockets on my flannel and then maybe a couple in the hat. And then I also oh, yeah. have a little maple syrup jug that I might tape a Canadian flag to and I'll just carry around the maple syrup jug. <laughs> oh, so you're going all out then. Yeah. All yeah. All yeah. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I haven't. Oh, uh, we need some Molson. Like some of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like some moose head speaking of where, uh, where Will's <laughs> from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun. I've, I've, I thought of this like, a couple weeks ago when everyone was like kind of throwing around the idea. Cause some of our, some of our friends here who are girls, they're like obviously planning like way in advance. Yeah. Like I'm talking like October 1st. Yeah. Like and then I'm like, I'm like, Oh crap. Like what am, what am I going to be for Halloween that like sticks out? I'm like, what if I just go as like a full Canadian? Yeah. Like, all right, let's do it. It, it was out of the cowboy or Jeffrey Dahmer. And I'm pretty sure I can't be Jeffrey Dahmer. So. No, I think that costume is going to be severely overused this year. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people are I think actually going to be severely that. overused. There was also this other incredible. Actually, I, I think I might have the picture saved here. Um, it's a yeah. It's four guys in like an orange jumpsuit kind of thing, but they're all wearing jerseys of NFL convicts. So oh. one of them is Johnny oh Manziel, one of them is Michael Vick, one of them is OJ, and then the other one is Ray Lewis. And uh, I have the photograph here. Oh, no. Like, can you oh, imagine no. what is that with your friends? I mean, we get some laughs, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you'd have, to, you'd have to tap in a little bit to the dark humor side of things for sure. But, yeah, that's yeah. not a that's, – that's a creative one because that's easy to do. You know what you got to yeah. do? You know how you can make that even better is, is um you gotta you, you gotta go with like a four guys 
all wearing those orange uh, jumpsuits or three guys wearing the orange jumpsuits and uh the three guys wearing it are are um the Pouncy Bros and uh, Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> the, Florida the Florida Gators. Gators. Yeah, you get, you, get, you, get you and your boys to go as the 08 Florida Gators. Florida Gators. Is Tebow. And then, and then <laughs> and the only person of the four who's not wearing the jumper is Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, He's you, like you, leading the group with a cross. That'd be you and your be boys. There, yeah. Have the Pouncy Bros actually ever been arrested? No, but they also started the free Hernandez movement. Yeah, and then you got and then no, one of your boys. One, yeah, then one of your boys, Janoris Jenkins. You know, oh. and then you got to have like Urban Meyer there, just like Coach Urban Meyer, just standing covering it all up for them. Urban Meyer, and then also Cam Newton, who stole laptops from the University of Florida or something like that. <laughs> while yeah, he was there, well, he, he the was the backup too, which is the craziest part because he was like two, yeah. two what, two, three years away from winning a Heisman, which is nuts. Yeah. But anyway, but like <laughs> staying on this, the scary subject, Locke. Two weeks ago, our fantasy football starts and sits. We were the worst we had ever been in our entire career. We went three for eleven. We did. It was an, it was an absolute joke. That being it was said. This week's is not as scary. It's, no. Uh, it's pretty yeah, well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I mean, another action-packed week of, of uh, football here makes for a good week of fantasy football, as always. Uh, I'll just go through some big weeks here uh, at, at each position. Position, excuse me. Uh, Joe Shiesty, 40 bomb. There we mm. go. He's back. He was looking good in that game against the Falcons. Um, in a game that the Falcons, if they pulled out, they would have been – they would have been top of the division with the Bucks loss, but they're still tied for the lead in the division, which is remarkable. Very impressive. They're remarkable. And the way the way the, the, the Bucks are playing and the lack of confidence throughout their system, you never know. The Falcons put together a couple good weeks and see where they are. Um, top running backs, Josh Jacobs again. Uh, him and Austin Eckler topped that list, basically tied with 36 points each. Uh, Austin Eckler, unfortunately, in a losing effort for the Chargers. I know it's tough to hear for Ty. Uh, but Great. one thing that you'll like, Ty, is that uh, Ken Walker III, 28.8 points. He traded for him a couple weeks ago. That trade is looking like it's paying uh, dividends right now. And yeah. <laughs> coming in at fifth on the running back this week, if I, if I might add, is um, Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> oh, God. The fan favorite? The fan favorite. Well, Ty's like, favorite. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to Ramondre for <laughs> – I mean, the guy's lighting it up right now. Good for him. But it's only because Damien uh, Harris has fallen off a bridge. If that, if he still had the majority of touches, you would be an absolutely nobody, my friend. And you still are a nobody to some extent because no one, no, no one except for NFL fans knows who Ramondre Stevenson is. Um, but congratulations. I owe you a little bit of an apology. And uh, – I did call him a year uh, a year round sit in yes, week one. You did, and if you if you that's bold. Yeah, if you hung on to that advice and basically, essentially, what a year round sit is like. You don't just like sit the guy. You like just drop him, and he's not even on your roster because there's no he's point. In, like, yeah, he's not even like like in contention to be drafted. Essentially, no. that's what a, like that, that's what like a year round sit is. He can that's sit like on the guys, waivers. Ty, that's like some of the guys. I think that's like all the waiver wire in that 32 man league. Yeah. Yeah. Those believe are like it or not, yeah. Sits. 
Will and I are in a 32. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're looking at the waiver wire and you're looking at like a fourth string. You're looking at like a fifth, fourth or fifth string wide well, out that's is, in for like 15% of snaps or something. <laughs> no, seriously. Honestly, the thing is though, is, is like, I'm genuinely not kidding. Is like, I haven't even like checked the waiver wire once. Cause my team, like I'm like 11 and three. Wait, Ty, isn't it? You get a win for being your opponent and for having more points than the average score of all yes. teams that week, right? Yes. Yeah. You're That's you're strange. like you're third or fourth in the league. Yeah, right? I'm third and fourth. Well. Yeah. Well, because I got your I got your boy Herbert third overall yeah. there. Decent, but like he even Herbert hasn't been playing great. Well. No, he's not playing great, but yeah. But yeah, it's weird because that's a league where like CJ Uzama is rostered in by like is rostered, one hundred percent rostered, yeah. And and not on the waiver wire, so it's very yeah, it's very strange. It's just a completely different dynamic, yeah. That being said, Ramondre still went in the twenty eighth round, so uh, good on you, Ramondre. Ramondre. Uh, moving on to wideouts quick. Uh, this was dominated by Chiefs wideouts and Bengals wideouts because Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd had 30 and 33 respectively. Um, and McCole Hardman and Juju Smith-Schuster uh, had 28 and 25 for the Chiefs. Um, good combo there for, you know, obviously it's, it's good to see Hardman atop that list and as well Juju, a guy who was once very, very good in Pittsburgh and then you know, found TikTok. Um, enough said there. Uh, tight ends. George Kittle tops this list uh, with a nice little 21-point performance. Sneaky yeah. six receptions, 98 yards for a touchdown for the Niners. Good to um, see him back and playing well. Yeah. Yeah, you love to see that, of course. And I think it was – was it National Tight End Day on Sunday? I It was something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw so I've, yeah, I mean, it's 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 only fitting to have a George Kittle touchdown as he is like the epitome of what I imagine a tight end in the NFL would be. Um, now moving on to yeah, yeah, moving on to defense and special teams here. Couple big performers: uh, the Cowboys' defense and the Titans' defense. Guys, the Titans have won four in a row and have gone completely under the radar. Derrick Henry's yep. Yeah, not to mention they're also in a crap division. I mean, like, yeah, the Colts benched Matt Ryan. In case you didn't hear, I would. That makes me so sad. Yeah, that whole situation is unfortunate because I feel bad for Matt Ryan in a sense. Like, he should not have known that it was going to be like that kind of a scenario, but he should have known that he probably should have gone to a place where he would have had a bit of a longer leash, in my opinion. But still, yeah. Yeah, given what they did to Carson Wentz last year, yeah. Andy, I was like, I don't know. Matt Ryan had an okay year with the Falcons the year prior. Like they tried the same thing with Phil Rivers, don't forget. Like it's this it's is yeah. this isn't the first this is the first this yeah. It's not yeah. the first year the Colts have like rolled the dice on a on a veteran veteran QB. Yeah. And that yeah. being said, they they made the playoffs with Rivers and actually only lost to the Bills in the playoffs by one possession, but like, yeah. I'm not, they didn't make the play. Did they make the playoffs? Wentz? No, they didn't. No. They didn't no last that's like the biggest reason they traded him away was because they're like, Oh, you didn't, you didn't get us to the playoffs. Get, get yeah. out of here. And then Matt Ryan comes in and gets benched for what's his name? Sam Ellinger or, some, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yep. Who? Like literally. Who is did this? they not say, did they not say that Matt Ryan or like, they don't see him playing any time in the foreseeable future or something like that as well. 
Yeah, so something, something bad's got to happen for Matt Ryan to make a start. That's what I'm saying. So, like, like what if, like, Ellinger is just, like, it's just, like, league bad, like, most quarterbacks we're watching right now. Like, he plays, like, subpar, but they lose. Or it's a close yeah. game. They they win every two of five games. Like, is that a reason to put Matt Ryan in? Like, I, I don't understand, like, what their even like mindset is here. I don't really get it. Yeah. I have no clue what the Colts are doing because like, they're just the the run game is good. They have good receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Their O-line is good. But for some reason they just. And their defense is supposed to be good. Their defense supposedly is going to, is decent enough to win you football games. Yeah. For sure. But just for some reason, it just like, they just, they, they, Matt Ryan just has such a short leash and it sucks because as like, as a Falcons fan, obviously like watching this guy, like, like I basically grew up with like rookie Matt Ryan, rookie Julio. Yeah. Right. So watching these guys do great things for so long. And then now just finally seeing them maybe fall off a cliff a little bit is tough, but also cause the Falcons are picking up a big portion of his salary too. Like, I think this is one of the bigger salary retention trades that went down in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be and, and, and to go on, on Matt Ryan, sorry, Ty, I just want to say like, like one quick thing on Matt Ryan. I just want to say like, in my opinion, he's got to be a top five, game-managing quarterback of the 21st century. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, he like he knows how to – he he knows how to win with talent. And that's and that's what – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he showed that he can that's have success true. with – you know what I mean? I guess it's just age at this point. And yeah. the Colts, it'd be very interesting, especially fantasy-wise, if they draft a good quarterback in the upcoming draft. Yeah, if they if they, they put themselves in contention yeah. for like not not a lottery pick, but like a 10 ish spot. You have options at that spot, yeah. Right. Could you like, imagine they get like they get a, a Stroud or or a Young or ooh. like their their team could actually do bits with Colts would draft like, another Ohio State QB. Oh, 100%. I'm not saying 100%. this draft is going to be like that draft, but every year we see quarterbacks taken really high overall. And we also see ones that aren't taken very high overall. And sometimes yeah. those ones that aren't taken very high overall end up going on to greater things. So No, absolutely. So like, many so like, many quarterbacks after the third, fourth round. If someone were to tell me, like, like right now, like if I had to make a bet whether I'd say, like, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud would both be, like, NFL superstars, I would say no. No, absolutely not. To be honest with you, I would say that probably maybe not even one of them becomes an NFL superstar. Mm. It's the same thing. Like I was very skeptical. I like Ohio State, but I was very skeptical. Yeah, they're playing very well right now. By the way, the best team in the country. Yeah, Ohio State's playing well. I mean that the Jigbug guy, receiver, the guy's dude. That dude, a Marvin Harrison's kid, man. That guy's insane, bro. Marvin Harrison Jr. Jr. He's awesome, man. The student section is always bumping. Um, yeah, where were we with that lock? Where are we going? We were talking about how bad go? how bad Tennessee's division is because I said that Tennessee oh, was a defense and special yeah, team. Yeah. yeah. So basically, yeah, we're done. We're done with the big weeks portion after that. That that whole that whole spiel. I just I sat back and watched there. that. That was that was great. Um, do we want to do? Do we want to do? Uh, actually, yeah. Let's do buds with duds quick. Yeah, sure. Because there's there's a few. Um, I think this is our uh, our fourth installment of buds with duds. Yeah. And uh, there were some buds with some ugly duds this week. If you started yeah. them fantasy league losers, 
or game losers. Yeah, Lock, I'll, 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 I'll list the three quick and then we can say a, a few words. Uh, okay. First one, Leonard Fournette. Second one, Mark Andrews. Third one, Cortland Sutton. Three fairly big names. Mark Andrews being, I think, the most surprising out of this list because, you know, traditionally Leonard Fournette with the Bucks hasn't been that great in the regular season. He hasn't been he's, – he's been good for you for fantasy, but he hasn't been playoff Lenny. Um, and same with Cortland Sutton. He's been hit or miss, especially since drafting Jerry Judy. Uh, but Mark Andrews was a surprising one for me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, well, I think, care to chime in? Yeah, no, I, I just think when there's that level of consistency and um, like from that position um, and quarterbacks look to their tight ends like a lot, they're lined up closer to the quarterback when the, when the snap you know, starts, um, they're always on, you know, um, like relatively closer to the quarterback, you know, they, it's a shock when you see a a top, uh, guy have basically have a complete dud. You barely, you very rarely see Kelsey have a dud. And when he does with the yards, he goes and gets what four touchdowns or whatever last week that he got. So, um, um, I think it's it's a it's a shocker, but I, I don't expect him next week to not go and get twenty five again. That's no, and that's that's yeah. the thing. That's and that's the yeah. thing with this segment as well as we throw yeah. these big names out. No, yeah, but and it's, it's good to talk about yeah. big names, but these guys are going to go off again next week. So, hundred percent. Well, if this was actually only and it's out of the three that you mentioned, Locke, it is the biggest surprise yeah. uh, because of the consistency factor. That's only his third game below twenty points which is mind-boggling. But the thing that's even more mind-boggling, even catch a pass, he had a rushing attempt for four yards and two targets. That is the weirdest stat line for a successful tight end that I think I've ever seen. Yeah, but um, But by far, and playing Cleveland as well. In a game where you you thought, like, it's just going to be a routine 25 for Mark Andrews. Because, again, I, I, I throw this back to last year, season one. We were mentioning this guy at the top of the tight end list like almost every week like he, he was lamar jackson's right hand man mostly because the ravens don't have great receivers but that's a whole nother story but i don't expect this to last long because it like he's too good of a player not to get the ball more <laughs> yeah one thing to add to is the ravens know that this can't go on for any longer either oh yeah like they saw that this past weekend and i'm sure um john harbaugh is thinking to himself right now like we won that game, but let's make sure this does not happen again because, um, one, we have a short week. We're playing – you know, we're, we're basically going down – like, essentially right after that game on Sunday, they're already going down towards Tampa. Like, yeah, they have, what, like two, I mean? one walkthrough, and then they're on the yeah, plane. Yeah, like, like they yeah, – They're already practicing. Short week, short week, short, uh, short recovery. They got the win. Um, I'm sure Mark Andrews – you know what? Like, I don't – maybe not 25, um, but – He'll get around 20 again this week for sure. Expect a touchdown this week for Mark Andrews. Definitely. That's the only – it seems like those are the only great weeks that Lamar Jackson has. Passing the ball is when he targets Mark Andrews. Yeah. No disrespect whatsoever to uh, Lamar and the, in the throwing game, but obviously that's not his forte. All right, so, Ty, you mentioned the, you mentioned we did better at starts and sets this week than we did the prior week. Um. Do you want to do you want to take us through some of the starts here? Absolutely. That we predicted. 
Yeah, you take the you, you could t- you could take the starts. I'll, I could take the sets. Sure, and uh, we'll talk about a few of them briefly. So we'll tell you. I'll tell you what we got wrong first. When we got two wrong, we got Josh Reynolds wrong, and uh, <laughs> Bailey Zappy <laughs> wrong. Yeah, sorry and, guys. Uh, <laughs> Zappy. <laughs> Zappy. If you guys, if you guys, if any of you, if any of you listeners or viewers actually started them, like I'm, like we're genuinely sorry. Yeah, very, very sorry. Or, uh, or wasted a roster spot on this clown. Doesn't he have the, the record first... for most uh, all-time yards in college ball? Does he? I'm pretty wait, sure he what? does. Because I know we wait, had, can we? F- he had over 60 touchdowns at Western Kentucky. Yeah, I know I you like. Are you fact checking this right now, Will? I am, yeah. <laughs> I did not Dude, know that. Because if, if this is true, that's a bomb of a stat right there that you just pulled. Okay. Uh, I had the stat incorrect, but he did. He broke multiple FBS passing records in 2021. Uh, he has the record for most passing touchdowns, so he broke um, – okay. Uh, he broke Hawaii quarterback Colt Brennan's uh, 58 touchdown record. And he has 60 now. He has, he has 62. He threw two in his last game. Um, oh, uh, he needed just he needed just 289 more passing yards uh, in the Boca Raton Bowl to surpass Texas Tech's B.J. Simmons, who threw for oh this is a single season single season passing yards. He needed 289 more yards to pass B.J. Simmons, who threw for. 5,833 yards in 2003. Wow. So, so uh, all, all that, that to go out and put, put out 5.3 points against the Bears. Nice. I'm sorry. I, I just made a humongous mistake. I didn't read the last part of that article. Zappi passed for 422 when he only needed 289, and he, uh, <laughs> he finished the year with, with 5,667 yards. So he holds two records in college football he holds the most uh he holds the single season pass uh, all-time uh passing yards record and the um touchdowns record yes yep and 62 touchdowns wow 62 touchdowns that's, that's crazy in what at like western kentucky who are they playing in, in what western like kentucky? 14 games he said that record in 14 games that is nuts so I want to know some like this, this isn't some like random guy who doesn't know what he's doing, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he actually did. That's why I'm saying it's it. it's not even a bad pick to put as a start. It's just unfortunate yeah. that he's played like garbage. What happened? Exactly. And Mac yeah. did get the start in that game, but then the crowd right, was right. happy. And he came in and he threw he was three for three with a touchdown that he actually Wait. overthrew. Guys, I just did the math. So that's that's four point four touchdowns a game. <laughs> Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, he was he was going off. He was going off. What? No wonder, no wonder it was Zappy Hour. But then, okay, he, then sorry, sorry, sorry. He went downhill. Yeah. And it was on our part, we were like horrible for telling you to start him because yeah. my goodness. That's the discussion. So those are the two ones we got wrong. Uh, but the ones that we got right, um, we got them extremely correct. Uh and we actually put this out in time for the Thursday night game, despite our episode being uploaded on Sunday. Kudos to you on that one, Locke. Uh, we said Chris Salave and DeAndre Hopkins in last Thursday night's game were starts, and we got those both right. Alave had 17, Hopkins had 20. Uh, good to see D-Hop back. And the biggest one that we got right, very impressive, um, just 
pooping all over my chargers here. Kenneth Walker had almost 30. He had he, over 150 rushing yards and two tutties. And one of them was a 66-yard run to the end zone. Yeah, that was sick. A great, great run defense, Brian Staley. Pleasure yeah. to have you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so three for five in the start category. We'll take that any day of the week. Um, a bold one for sure, I'd, I'd say, in Zappy. And Reynolds was more of an educated guess that just didn't work out. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, on to the, the sits now. Yeah, on to the sits. More of the same here. So I'll, I'll, I'll state the two ones we got wrong. Uh, we told you to sit Christian Kirk. Uh, he put up 17.1. He had a good day for himself. Uh, we also told you to sit Jerry Judy because we thought Cortland Sutton would get mo- more of the looks. We got that one wrong. Judy got more of the looks. He got the touchdown, 16.6 points. Um, so unfortunately, we got those two wrong. But we got our the ones we got right, again, we got quite correct. Uh, we told you to sit Cole Komet. And he didn't do much in that game. He had 5.2 points. Uh, we told you to sit Kareem Hunt as well against the Ravens. Kareem Hunt looks like he just wants to get the heck out of Cleveland. He does not look motivated anymore. There's no drive, I don't think, anymore there. So they got to they gotta find a trade before the deadline for sure for him. And whatever team gets him is getting a weapon. Um, he had, speaking of Kareem Hunt, obviously. Well, yeah, I was going <laughs> to. Mm, yeah. Ugh. Poor choice of words there, Lachlan. That's on me. Okay. Weaponry. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, Cream Hunt had 7.8. So that's another one that's correct. Um, and the last one that we got correct was AJ Dillon. Just a measly performance from AJ Dillon against the Jets. He had 1.5. Um, and then the defense we picked was the Bucks defense. Yeah. Not ideal. Cause as much as I don't want to give you praise for that AJ Dillon pick, it was a good pick. <laughs> for those of you who don't know will is a diehard packers fan bleeds cheese and um yeah both our teams are struggling a bit all our teams are struggling a bit right now. yeah it's tough right now yeah except for the, the except for except for the buffalo bills but you know. yeah yeah right yeah, um, we, then, we told you we told you to start the Bucks defense, and oh god, which ironically against a, against a, a Carolina Panthers team that has not been good this season, it should have been a very good pick, but it just wasn't. But there's no reason why you wouldn't say to start the Bucks defense. Yeah, in that they, situation. they just I really. Uh, I mean, hey, they 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 didn't they didn't lose you points. So if you had the Bucks defense, they got you one point. Um, but unfortunately, that's not enough for the five point threshold. So we got that one wrong. So overall, six for eleven, yeah. not bad. Better than last week. Double, double the, double the correct answers that we had last week. So uh, we're, looking, we're trying to get back on par. We're trying yeah. to go back to that eight and eleven week. That was just, I was uh, immaculate. But uh, I, I do want to mention one thing quickly before I move on. I actually ended up in lock, and we played each other this week, and I and I only defeated you by a singular point. It was a very, very good matchup. But one of the reasons why I. I ended up coming out through in the end. I benched the Bucks defense and started the Jets defense instead, who ended up getting more oh, points than the Bucks defense did. I could have gone without that information, actually. Oh, I'm, I'm, I apologize. Uh, Johnson, Johnson also put a bit of a bit of an egg. I mean, he had and nine. and and Drake London, but and London too. Yeah, London played pretty garbage. Uh, let's go yeah. on to a couple of our waiver wire picks here. Uh, first of all, we have. Donta Foreman, D apostrophe capital O N T A. I'm I'm going with Donta, just Donta Foreman. Donta, 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 Donta. Donta. 
slash Chuba Hubbard, who uh, both had good weeks last week. Both put up north of 15 points. Hubbard did his with a touchdown. But uh, Foreman did his with no touchdowns, which was pretty impressive. He had a bunch of all-purpose yards. Um, and obviously with CMC gone, a lot of open touches for a team that doesn't have much of an offense whatsoever. Um, so those are pretty good pickups. Yeah, next one, uh, Gus the Bus Edwards. He's back. Um, Gus the Bus. And with uh, with J.K. Dobbins on the IR with a knee with more knee issues, uh, it just seems that you know he's going to get the majority of the workload now. Um, obviously, you know they have uh, Kenyon Drake is there as well, but I think they they really trust Gus Edwards because they went to him a lot last year, um, especially when obviously Dobbins was out with his ACL. He and was now, good last year. He, yeah, so I think I think he's a proven guy in that lineup, and I think if yeah. you have an opportunity to get him, you should. And it's so one. sad. It's oh, yeah, so sad ahead. to watch um, J.K. Dobbins uh, in his first few NFL seasons because watching him at Ohio State, he like he wasn't even. He's not. He's not the fastest. He's not the biggest. He's not the he can, strongest. He can find the gap in a. He phone just booth. finds the holes. He's like, like John and Taylor. He's like Jonathan Taylor, like at Wisconsin, like even like you watch it on, you watch these guys on TV when you go to watch in person. When I saw uh, Taylor at Wisconsin, like they're just so much more like, um, el- like elusive and electrifying in person. This mm-hmm. just some guys are just built to be NFL players. And he is one. So God oh, yeah. willing. And it's tough. I feel like it's tough to watch too, because a guy in a similar spot to him, Travis Etienne, he's yeah. looking really good in Jacksonville. And the fact yeah. that that the fact that Dobbins hasn't quite hit his stride in Baltimore no. in an offense, which he should theoretically fit very well in, just is it, it's it's tough to see. It sucks, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, he can get to a point in his career where he can have some consistency. But even like some, we actually didn't mention this. I don't think it was happened last week. Todd Gurley retired from football. Yeah, he did after only six years and. He was a fantastic back, one of the best backs in the league in his heyday. Um, but injuries ruined his it ruined his career. His That's knees so- just like were so structurally unsound. Yeah. Like I remember when I I was hyped when the Falcons traded for him. God, that feels like forever ago now. But he just like he but, just, but it was only what two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Or no, three. It was three, three, three but he spent he spent three. he spent two years, I think, in Atlanta. Yeah. Or no, maybe one, I don't know. Not long enough, because I remember because he was a Georgia guy, right? So coming yeah. back to it, coming back to Atlanta, coming back to the state of Georgia, like it looked pretty solid. But then it just, yeah, his knees just weren't strong enough structurally to handle the way he ran. It's so no. sad because I mean, what's that stat? He still has the most touchdowns since twenty fifteen. Yeah, like, it, yeah. Which just which just essentially shows you like. How there dominant is. he was! He had he had probably one of the shortest primes you'll see of oh, yeah. any star player in the NFL. There's only there's only uh, one player who who uh, honestly they could have had the same amount of prime, but it, it kind of reminds me of one player who genuinely was an a running back. He walked in the league, uh, grabbed his his. Uh, I'm pretty sure he won an MVP. He might have won an MVP or just a rushing title, but a Demarco Murray. Just came into the NFL. Oh yeah, that's a name I haven't heard. Grabbed an MVP, a rushing title, and then just left. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, now nah, I'm good, brother. I don't know where that guy's at since. 
Or, yeah, he, I, he was on Cowboys when he tried to go to the Titans, and then that didn't work out for a bit. So, <laughs> dude, I've not heard that name in a minute. Uh, yeah, it, it thank just shows you for you, bringing like, that name up. That's crazy. There is, there is no running back longevity in the NFL. There is none. There's only a handful of guys who, if they were to get injured for the entire rest of the year right now, only a handful of guys would actually have a guaranteed spot on their team next year. Yeah, sure. I mean, and that's just, that just comes with the amount of good running backs that are in the college oh, yeah. game right now. Oh, yeah. And just the draft. Like, you, you could get a legitimate, solid guy. PFL, too. Yeah. Like, they, those are all pros. Yeah, so it, it's it's just there's, – there's, it's such a carousel sometimes in football where if you lose oh, yeah. your if you lose your opportunity, you lose your chance. It's hard to gain it back, especially coming off year long injuries like a torn Achilles or a torn Absolutely. ACL or any any issues like that. Um, it's very rare not to get those. It shows you how impressive someone like Frank Gore's career was. Like looking back, yeah, like, like, how he was able to just stay healthy. And didn't yeah. he? He had an ACL tear too, didn't he? Early in his career? his career, yeah, yeah. When he was with the Forty Niners or something like that. I'm pretty sure I might be wrong about that, but that's yeah, athletes who stay healthy throughout the majority of their career, I have to be very, very uh, grateful for that. Absolutely. Uh, uh, third we waiver wire we'll wire. go to quick. It's another running back. It's Isaiah Pacheco on the Chiefs. Mm. Just a strange situation as he was the starting running back for the Chiefs last time out, and I mean they have a buy. They have, they're on buy this week. And we'll see if that makes any difference. But I mean, going forward, it's not it's not ridiculous to pick him up this week, even though the Chiefs are on bye. And it's not ridiculous to see if he goes any further in that starting role with Kansas City. I was just gonna say, um, I don't know where it's gonna go, even like with just because he's a Kansas City running back and it's the way that they run their offense or whatever, but still absolutely like no harm in picking this guy up right now. Yeah. Like there's not there's no, there's like no negatives gonna happen from picking this guy up. Obviously, you know you don't want to drop somebody important for him, but if you have a roster spot available, I see no reason why I don't go up and get him. Yeah, because he could be a big big boom in the future. Andy Reid obviously exactly. so cool with how he uses running back. upside basically, right? Yeah, and as in his first game as technically the starting running back over Clyde, which they announced. Um, they blew out the Niners, who are a good yeah. team, supposed to come potentially one of the teams to come out of the NFC. Loaded yeah. roster. I, I have a good defense, too, and he played well against them. So. Yeah, very good defense. Um, so that concludes our uh, waiver wire pickups. And uh, we're going on to our favorite part of the show, probably, is our starts and sits for the upcoming week, uh, which is week eight in the NFL. And uh, the first one is actually – a little bit of a cheesy, cheesy pick, and we're gonna let we're gonna let Will do it. If you if you'd like to go ahead and do it, Will. All right. So uh, the uh, we're doing the starts or sits first. Yeah, we'll starts. go with starts. We're doing starts. All right. All right. First start is we're going with Alan Lazard this week. Yeah. Um, I like that one. Um, I, I just uh, I think um, they're gonna need to look to someone early in that game against Buffalo, like. Green Bay comes off that horrible game last week. Rodgers, um, all the eyes are going to be on Rodgers like, right away. Everyone's going into this game saying Green Bay's going to get killed, whatever, whatever. Wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But uh, look for Lazard to get heavy, heavy volume from Rodgers because no one else is even playing anywhere close to that level right now. You can argue that Dobbs has his moments, but 
For sure. Not, not to mention, he's been a bit of a stud in his last five, 14, 17. He's playing really well. 17, 11. He's very consistent. Yeah. Which is the name of the game in fantasy. Another thing um, on Buffalo's end, too, in that game, expect them to flood the Packers' O-line with linebackers, like, a lot. Yeah. Because I think that I think that there's going to be a lot of single coverage situations. Um, and I think that Lazard is going to be a good – a good target for that. Uh, next start here, we got Michael Carter versus New England. Uh, this is a guy, obviously, this, uh, the main man in in New York, Brees Hall. Unfortunate season-ending injury. Uh, you hate to see it. Um, they got a guy, James Robinson, which I think is a very, very good trade considering what they gave up. And especially Robinson's situation, he's kind of being forced out of the lead-back role by the play of Travis Etienne. Uh, but I think this week Carter's got a very, very good opportunity and good chance to really prove himself and, and prove that he still deserves some time in New York, even after James Robinson comes in and learns more of uh, more of the offense. But I think Carter's going to be the main back simply because it just takes a while to learn on an offense after you're traded to a new team. hundred um, percent. Going on to our next one. This is a, a very, very interesting one and someone who's a, either a boomer bust player in a sense, but he's been kind of more consistently consistent lately. It's Tyler Boyd of the Bengals and they're playing uh, Cleveland on Monday night football. I believe that game is he's had um, 12 and 29 in his last two, more importantly, the 29 point game. Uh, he had a huge game. Like you, we mentioned earlier, Lachlan, we're talking about that Cincinnati offense, but Boyd is someone who is a no stranger to the end zone, excuse me, no stranger to the end zone and uh, a fantastic player who actually gets targets amidst a fantastic receiving core with Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Uh, but he's been playing very well and they're playing Cleveland who aren't exactly one of the league's best teams. So uh, we like him this week. Uh, next start here, uh, Donta Foreman. We talked about him earlier in the waiver wire. Uh, we're telling you to start him. This week against Atlanta, Ty mentioned earlier, he had 16 points without the touchdown. Chuba Hubbard had the touchdown. But he appears to be the lead back in Carolina, appears to be. Um, obviously, I have a bias towards Chuba Hubbard just because, you know, the Canadian factor and whatnot. It's pretty cool to have a Canadian playing in the NFL. Um, but if, if in fact, he is the start, he is moving into the starting role in Carolina, it doesn't matter how bad the team is. As long as he's getting volume, that's all that matters. And with reports that DJ Moore could potentially be on his way to Green Bay, yeah, I think I think that I think some of those offensive pieces are just going out the door. Obviously, you saw Robbie Anderson get traded like two days after he got kicked out of the game or kicked off the field by this coach. Yeah, um, not think, the greatest situation. In no, Carolina. no, not at all. Um, so I think I think uh, Dante Foreman is a start as long as he's in the starting running back role. I'd say. Yeah, and not uh, staying on the theme of Carolina, they're looking like they're getting rid of a, a lot of their big players. They don't have too much of a squad. Even apparently there have been so many trade requests for Brian Burns, who's an absolute stud, uh, but they haven't accepted those. I don't know if they will or if they want him to be a part of that rebuild team. Uh, nonetheless, interesting scenario there. Uh, and we're doubling down this week, Locke. We're going to double down on the Bengals with uh, who day Joe Shiesty playing Cleveland again on Monday Night Football. We're saying to start Joe Burrow. He said 23, 20, 18, 32, and 39 in his last five games. Extremely impressive, including, like you mentioned earlier, 
uh, a 40 bomb last week. Really, really good stuff. Um, and once again, Cleveland's not that great. We like Burrow this week. Yeah, he looks like he's finally hitting a stride too. And he, uh, he had a tough, tough couple weeks to, to open the gate, I think. And I think now that he's got his feet under him and he's found his targets and, you know, all the media attention from last year's Super Bowl appearance is finally kind of rushing off of him a little bit. I think, I think, I think that just, that bodes well for any team. Uh, I think you're going to see that with the Rams as well in the next couple of weeks. Once the whole like super, super bowl hangover narrative gets out of there. I think, uh, I think teams like that will start hitting the ground running a little bit more, but Joe Burrow, uh, surefire start. This is probably a safest pick on this list. I'd say, yeah. Um, but hey, you got to throw yourself a bone every so often. <laughs> like it, we kind of, I mean, we admitted it. The Cole Clement one was a pretty simple one for us last week. And uh, we took that, uh, that W. So um, moving on to the sits now. All right, we're going to move on to our sits. And we just want to quickly a little mention that Will as a party had some technical difficulties over there in the, in the boonies of Nova Scotia. So you won't be joining us back with that bootleg Wi-Fi over there, but um, you expect to see him back on the show. It was great having him on and special shout out to Will. Thank you so much for coming, buddy. Yeah. Um, unfortunate, but you know, stuff happens, I guess life happens is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to the next time you're on, but um, let's continue on to uh, our sits. First one is Chase Claypool at Philadelphia. Uh, he said 10, 23, and 9 in his last three. Um, he's not playing horribly. He's actually doing better than he was at one point. That being said, they are playing the number one team in the National Football League, no matter what anyone says. I mean, they're undefeated. In Philadelphia, at Philadelphia, not to mention two. Those fans with the Flyers doing so well, with the Phillies being in the World Series and the Eagles being undefeated, that must be the most crazy set of sports fans, happy sports fans in the world. That should be a crazy game, especially the Pennsylvania rivalry. Yeah, Phillies, Phillies ready to explode. I mean, the, the Flyers are four and two out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Phillies first World Series, first time they're like actually good since like 2011. Um, yeah. And then obviously the Eagles with with a six and out start. I mean, we saw that 2018 Super Bowl party. They had to grease the poles, damn it, so they wouldn't climb. <laughs> I mean, that tells you enough about Philly when they win. Like, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, I, and I also think that uh, George Pickens and uh, Deontay Johnson have surpassed Claypool. Well, actually, George, George Pickens seems like he's like surpassing Deontay Johnson on the depth chart almost as the wide receiver one, which is not making me too happy, but it is what it is. And the end zone targets, too. Yeah. The end zone targets. Yeah. Ever since Kenny Pickett came in, <laughs> it's kind of the script, the script got kind of flipped a little bit. Uh, next hit here, we got Mac Jones at the Jets. I think we're going to come out on the right side of the ball this time with Pat's quarterbacks because I think I think Zappy's done. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think if you if you have an opportunity to to put your your starter, your, the quarterback you drafted as your franchise QB for the next foreseeable future, I think you you start him. Um, so yeah, we're we're gonna see. To see if we're going to come out on the right side of the ball, but I'm confident that we will. So sit Mac Jones. Hopefully. Uh, next up, two quarterbacks. That's a bit of a rarity for us. We don't usually do this, but we like this this week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think this is actually our third time telling you to sit him over the I years. Think we're, I think we're one and two as well. <laughs> okay. On so, his uh, picks, which is interesting. That out. Yeah, we can get uh, back to 500, maybe. For the T. Lawrence pick. So T. Lawrence at Denver, we're staying – we're 
at Denver because Denver, although they're not a fantastic offense, they are a team that loses by only a margin of like three usually. Yeah, and shout out Denver's defense. Yeah. Like they've shout gotten, out. they have gotten no credit at all because Russell Wilson has been terrible. Like if Russell Wilson was an average quarterback by like touchdowns, passer rating, and yards this year, they would be a much better team, large in part due to that defense. A hundred percent. And the defense is they're a bunch of studs over there. Uh, Sertain is absolutely fantastic. So uh, we're telling you to uh, sit Trevor Lawrence because of that Denver defense. Next up, we are sitting Damian Harris against the Jets. Here's a stat for you. He he has had two and two in his last two. There you go. Enough said. Those aren't consecutive games, but those are games that he's played in. Um, Yeah, I don't know why. Ramondre overtook him. You bugger, Ramondre. Trying to just did it to make me look bad. Um, <laughs> we're sitting here with the Jets, and then we're also doubling down in that uh, in that Jacksonville Denver game. We're telling you on the other side of the ball now. Sit Corlin Sutton at Jacksonville. Sutton's had three and five in his last two weeks. Um, the week that he had five points, I believe he got only three targets. Last week he had nine targets, but he only caught three balls. Um, so hasn't been doing that fantastic. Obviously, that has to do with Russell Wilson as well. Um, and that game's actually we, – we didn't mention a lot. That's being played in London. Uh, that's a morning game. So uh, more of those 2.30 a.m. wing orders, heat them up at 5 and the beverage of choice, and you're, you're laughing by it. Yeah, you, yeah, you know the drill. Typical Sunday morning. <laughs> the fantasy cast special. Oh, God. Moving them hot and pissing off your neighbors, cooking those wings and the – Oven starts steaming. Um, yeah, those are our starts and sits. Once again, last week we were six for eleven. We got a defense wrong, so over one there. So uh, look at I mean, improve. Hey, if if we double our results from last week, we'll be twelve for eleven. So that could that that be the math, people. That'd be cool. That would be pretty- um, last segment of the show here before we let you guys go. Um, the fantasy question of the week, and we've had a couple of blockbuster trades. Well, I'd say one blockbuster and one fairly large trade go down with running backs in the NFL. Obviously, the first the first one being the blockbuster of Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers. That's a huge one. Um, and then, obviously, after Brees Hall goes down, the, uh, the Jets turn around and trade for James Robinson. Looks like they're not missing a beat there in the run game. But my question, Ty, is what do you make of the situations of guys like Jeff Wilson Jr., Debo Samuel, and Michael Carter? So, unfortunately, for someone like Jeff Wilson Jr., um, he's out of the three names that you just mentioned, he's probably the one who's most in trouble, only because McCaffrey takes obviously takes over that workload because you don't trade for a player like him. James Robinson's a bit different because he's new and he hasn't proven as nearly as much as McCaffrey throughout. Uh, he's only been, this is his what, second year in the league? Third, Third year, year in the league, league I believe. League. Yeah. So, uh, but McCaffrey, obviously, is one of the premier backs in the NFL. He's going to fit in, he should fit in nicely there on paper. So, most of the targets gonna be ta- uh, and touches are going to be taken away from Jeff Wilson. I, I expect him to get some because very dynamic offense with him, uh, CMC, and Debo. Very impressive. And then on the other hand, too, you look, Debo, Debo's Debo. Debo's going to get targets out uh, and touches out the backfield as well, but he's also an extremely 
extremely a dangerous wide receiver threat. So Debo, you don't really have to worry about, or I wouldn't worry about that much either. I think he's going to see his fair share. And we both know that Kyle Shanahan's a bit of a genius uh, over there in the the Bay Area. Um, And then you go to someone like Michael Carter, at least for the beginning, and we talked we talked a little bit about this. That's why he's a start for us this week. In the beginning of James Robinson's tenure in New York, someone like Carter, who's trusted, who in his good games can see between 17 and 20 points, he knows the system, and he's going to be the lead back, presumably coming in um, to this uh, this week versus New England. You need someone experienced and knows the offense. Um, so he's good for a couple weeks, but I assume that he will wear off because James Robinson is so impressive, fantastic back. He kind of clashed in a bad way with ETN in Jacksonville. Um, yeah, I was I sad. I when that draft went down, I was sad because they had two first-rounders. And, I mean, you can't help how dynamic – How I think they had that plan going into the draft. If they were going to draft Lawrence at one, and then wherever they picked late in that first round, it might have been the last pick of the first round – I think it was. Don't, yeah, I don't quote me on that. I'm not exactly. I know it was late, um, but I think they knew that if ATN was on the board, that they were going to snag him, and he, it turned out he was. So they were so dynamic at Clemson. So why not run it back in the league? Mm. I don't blame him, but at the same time, it just sucks for James Robinson, who came off you know a great rookie year, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, hey kid, we, you know you're an undrafted free agent. You just had one of the best historical seasons of any undrafted free agent running back in NFL history. Yep, we're drafting your replacement. Yeah, and obviously with the ACL tear of ATN, Robinson had another season to kind of prove himself, and he had a good year last year. It's just, I mean, the rookie season was just phenomenal. Um, yeah. And then now he just he was getting forced out just of the strictly just because the play of Travis ATN. He's been great. 100%. And it's very it's very nice. It's refreshing to see him go to a team like the Jets are actually doing pretty well. Um, very well. The actually. Jets are doing well, and they want him to be there. Yes. So that being said, as far as your question went, Michael Carter should be good for maybe one or two more weeks and a sporadic start for the rest of the year. Um, it should be likely that James Robinson takes over that load, though. And very, very good news for managers if you're James Robinson right now. So to uh, summarize the fantasy question of the week, if you have Debo Samuel, uh, do not worry. If you have Michael Carter, worry a little bit. And if you have, but if that being said, Michael Carter, you were already a little worried because Brees Hall took over that load. Like uh, it was, uh, that was his job. He earned that starting job. And if you have Jeff Wilson, I mean, you should be a little bit upset. Uh, to say to me. Yeah, I think I think Jeff Wilson's going on the waiver wire. Yeah, unless unfortunately, McCaffrey unless barring injured. some unforeseen events. Um, yes. but yeah, I think that's that's the fantasy question. So, bit of an action-packed episode, probably a bit of a longer one, I'd say. Yeah, um, had some we had some we had some great banter about Halloween, college football, Bailey Zappi's record Zappy. in the FBS. That was yeah. crazy. Good stuff. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate that the tef- or technical difficulties, excuse me, happen on uh, on good friend Will's end, but I doubt it's the last time you see him on this show. Um, so yeah, again, shout out to you, Will, your beauty. Thanks for coming on briefly. Love to have you. But that will conclude episode number eight of season two here at the Fantasy Cast. Um, the Thursday Nighter, what is the Thursday Nighter again? It's 
Baltimore, the Ravens, Ravens in, and Bucks in Tampa, which is another interesting one because Tom Brady has been struggling, and I have been loving to see it, <laughs> loving to see it. Uh, so yeah, enjoy enjoy the Thursday nighters. Get those lineups set, and then have yourselves a great Halloween weekend. Yeah, happy Halloween, everybody! Spooky season for the fantasy cast. Amazing week of football. We wish you the best of luck. Uh, we hope our starts and sits go well for you, and um, enjoy it, guys. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. <laughs>